As you can see, our panel has gathered. Okay, panel, I think they're ready to hear from you. We're gonna hear first from Edith, and um, Edith's gonna share specifically about our discipleship ministry, which she so graciously helps lead. Nope, not happening. But I'm getting louder. Wow. I'm giving her white. We're falling apart. Okay, I'm sorry for whatever germs we're about to share. Hi. So as Kristen said, I am Edith Moyana, and I help to lead our women's discipleship ministry along with Andrea Reese. Stand up, Andrea, please. And our third strand, um, Lyle Ilgis, um, is taking the season to be able to pour into her children and grands, her newest grands. So we'll miss her, but... Um, what does it look like to be partnered um, with discipleship? I wrote it down so I'd stay on track. The Women's Discipleship Ministry offers one-on-one -on -one, um, discipleship opportunities for the women of Crosspoint. If you are a member or if you are actively pursuing membership, um, this is with another sister in Christ. You must be at least 18 years old to participate or older. And what does it mean to be actively pursuing membership? As you know, we have the starting point classes. So this means that you are either in the process or have been through starting point. You've met with a pastor. Um, they've heard your testimony, all of those things. So members or actively pursuing membership are who can participate. And if that goes smoothly, the next step would be to fill out one of the discipleship forms. You can either do that online or there is in your front pocket on the left side, there is a paper application. Um, but I'll go a little bit more into that in just a second. So when you fill out the form, you'll fill it out as either a discipling partner mentor, which means you're an older woman who desires, and by older woman, spiritually, and that may be chronologically as well, um, who desires to pour into a younger woman, or you'll fill it out as a mentee, and that's a younger woman, spiritually, or, and or chronologically, that desires to be mentored by an older woman. Now, traditionally, we tend to have more um, women that desire to be mentored than mentors. So also, if you're filling out the form as a mentee, you'll be asked on the form whether or not you'd be okay in case we don't have enough mentors being partnered with another mentee for that sister in Christ, walking alongside, accountability partner, um, where you just kind of spur each other on and encourage each other in godliness. Some people are okay with that, some people aren't. And if you're not, I would suggest, which you'll hear from these other women, um, pursuing an opportunity for organic discipleship. So there are 
a plethora of opportunities, one being community groups um, to try to find connection with another sister in Christ there, or maybe a Bible study or a prayer group, um, or the many scheduled opportunities that we have for fellowship. So all of those are ways to, to plug in. So hopefully one of those works for you. So going back to how to sign up, you can sign up as early as today. Um, like I said, either the form that is in your binder or on the green sheet that Kristen mentioned, on the back is a QR code that you can scan. And that will take you to the Church Center app where you can um, find the link and get signed up that way. Um, also on the Church Center app, there is a link to old teaching videos um, on discipleship. And those were made back in 2020. The truth and God's word never change, so those are still applicable even to today, but some of the information that you may hear, I don't know, towards the end of one of those videos may not be what we do now. Like, so as far as like information of how to sign up, how long the season is, all of those things. So what I'd say today is the most current as far as signing up information. Um, the deadline to have forms turned in and completed is September 15th. Then Andrea and I, what we'll do from that point is review them and prayerfully consider who we would like to partner you with, and we would let you know at that time. Um, so the season runs from the end of October to the, I'm sorry, the beginning of October through April. So it's a seven-month commitment if you are interested. And um, once partnered, you'll meet every other week, ideally. Um, you can meet more often than that, but twice a month is kind of the minimum we would like for people to meet. Sometimes things happen, holidays get busy, totally understandable. So, you know, be flexible and, and that's okay, but ideally twice a month. Um, once that happens, uh, well, as far as how do you get connected? So the mentor will be contacted first and they will reach out to their mentee. At that time, you'll determine when you'd like to meet, where you would like to meet, what you'd like to study, um, all of those things together. And what do you do when you get together? You do Bible intake, study the word of God together, or a word-rich resource. Um, we have a list of resources that we have compiled um, over the years, and they are categorized. So if you need a suggestion or help, you can either refer to that, we can send you that, or you can ask Andrea and I, we'd be happy to help you um, however we can with that. Um, so laugh together, pray together, share life together. It's just really doing life with another sister in Christ. And like Jen said, just really pursuing that accountability partner and practicing everything that we've been talking about today, practicing those spiritual disciplines um, and encourage each other in your habit stacking. Um, so we will have monthly gatherings as well at the church here at Cross Point. Those happen the second Saturday of every month from 9.30 to 10.30. And that is a, a time where hopefully we'll be able to, um, in a practical, applicable way, apply whatever the quarterly discipline is that we're discussing, um, apply that, that truth. So those are not mandatory, but they are open to both mentors as well as mentees. We would love to have you, and it's always a sweet time um, together. So uh, what makes these partnerships more successful is humility, grace, um, and above all, love. Mentees should be um, try to make themselves available and be teachable, as well as mentors. Um, be flexible because at the end of the day, it's a sacrifice of time for everyone. But it's so sweet and it's so um, 
good. Such a good time. Um, so making the best use of time, spurring one another on, that's what it's all about to grow in godliness for God's glory, ultimately. So finally, our hope is that mentees who've had an opportunity to participate, um, and that will be for a maximum of two seasons. So that part has changed, a maximum of two seasons. And that point, we would hope that you would desire to participate as a mentor from that point forward. Um, we have a shortage, as I've said, typically of mentors, um, but just know that oftentimes it goes both ways. You're pouring into someone, but you're also being poured into, even though it, it may be, um, you know, a, a younger, spiritually younger woman. So, um, last thoughts. Uh, so with that being said, the relationships often work both ways. So many times we've had older sisters, like I said, talking about how much they have grown and how they have just been impacted by just being a part of the relationship because it's challenged them to dig deeper into the word. It's challenged them to pursue a deeper prayer life and all of those things. So anyway, that's how the women's discipleship ministry works. If you would like to participate, you are welcome to sign up today. Um, like I said, deadline for forms to be turned in is September 15th. Thank you so much. Hi, <laughs> my name is Carolyn Buyoline. There will not be a test on how to pronounce my name. Uh, I was married for six months before I could have it roll off my mouth without having to mentally process all the syllables. When you start with a maiden name of Taylor and you go to Buyoline, it's, it's, a, it's a leap. I'm supposed to talk about Bible study. And in doing that, I want to share very quickly, and I only have four minutes. She had seven, so I'm not going to talk as fast as Jen, but probably, so hold on. I was brought to faith by the Lord at age 12 and a half in California, about 90 miles from where Brad grew up. Indio still looks better than El Centro, no matter what he says, even though his all of his sports Team slaughtered my high school. He will tell you that if you're from Indio and you join the church. I was had a pastor and his wife who loved Jesus. They loved Jesus. They brought the church together. They taught the church to love one another and serve one another. I spent many years there in a spiritual desert because what we did not have, I was not equipped in the word of God. I was not equipped in the word of God. When you're 13, your, your problems may be so-and-so. When you're 18, you may have challenges that are a little different than when you're 13. When you're, by the time you're 25, hopefully your life has changed. How are we going to navigate life? How are we going to understand what is true unless we know the word of God? As Jen says, the answers are here. The clearest, absolutely clearest revelation of who God is, is in his word. And ladies, it takes a commitment and it takes discipline. But you're not alone. Crosspoint wants to help you so that the sheet that you had gives you an idea of the upcoming Bible studies. I know that there are Bible studies that are going to be in the morning. I have committed to teach Bible studies at night. Wynn and I are working on a, on a study. Well, Wynn's working on it. Oh, Wynn, we've got three months to finish Habakkuk. I wrote that down, and it's Jen's fault. Um, uh, that's, our, that's our goal. But it's attainable. So we're working on Habakkuk. 
of is the God of the Old Testament the same as the God of the New Testament? I've got a study started on Acts. We're doing it in stages. We're doing it in stages. And we will pick that up again in October. If you didn't make it to the first part, doesn't matter. We only made it through chapter 5. But there are many Bible studies. And I'm also talking to some homeschool moms. And they need afternoon studies. Crosspoint wants to serve you. We want to anchor you in God's word. And if you will check the church center, everybody has everybody downloaded the church center app? Download the church center app. You'll get information on that. Is everybody signed up to the weekly email? I've never been in a church where the preacher told me what he was going to preach on Friday and so that I could come in on Sunday knowing what the scripture was going to be. If you're not on the email list, get there. Ladies, God wants to know you. And you already have his attention. He wants to know you and the way he has revealed himself. The clearest and best way is in his word. Hi, um, I'm Melissa Harrison, and they've asked me to speak about our ladies' prayer group. And um, we meet every Tuesday morning in one of the classrooms. It changes. Yeah, I was like, I forgot something already. Um, (laughs) She's supposed to help me remember what I forget. Anyway. one of the classrooms so we're usually there the the ladies usually know where we are the ladies in the office but we start at 9 15 that's our goal not everybody comes at 9 15 we're supposed to be talking and visiting from 9 15 to 9 30 because we realized that we needed time to talk and chat and talk about our personal prayer requests and you know just visit because ladies we need that and so we've, we've tried to build that time in and our goal is to start praying at 9 30. It does not always happen, but we try to start praying at 9.30 and finish at 10.30, um, and usually we do go over sometimes, but you're free to leave whenever you need to, you know, if you come. Um, we have done it differently through the years. When I first started, I can't even remember when I started, maybe when we started in this building, maybe 2010, I can't remember, maybe 13 years ago, I can't remember when I joined the group but then we all just prayed in one little group but now there are more of us and there are more prayer requests so we split them up and we usually end up splitting the list up we get a list the office prints it these are the list I've been trying to save my save the sheets from when I well I didn't start saving them at first and then in 2020 they didn't print them off because we were praying at the we prayed at the rest at the rest stop where the welcome center we 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 prayed there in 2020 so so they were on our phone and we prayed from that so we didn't have printed sheets but the ladies in the office type up all the prayer requests and give it to us and we pray through those and we do it is confidential we're not sharing it around i've kept this close i'm not letting people see these but but i keep them because it has blessed me just recently i kind of went back and looked through these prayer these these lists of prayer needs and it's so it just shows me God's faithfulness and I look around and I see like on Sundays I'll see children I'm like we prayed for you before you were born or marriages that we prayed for or I mean just any number of things and it's such a blessing to see God's faithfulness through the years and um, anyway so I like to keep them I I try to keep them all and keep them in order but um, but they didn't always have 
um, dates on them. So I'm thankful they put dates on them now. Anyway, but um, so that's the goal. And we kind of start, if you came, you would expect, like we, we kind of separate into groups of two now. And we start out, we kind of do the acts, you know, the it, you spell adoration. We kind of start trying to pray with adoration. And I really look at this as a time of worship when we come together. We're coming to worship God together. We're coming before his throne on behalf of the body. Anyway, so we start with adoration, then we do confession, um, thanksgiving, and then supplication. So that's kind of how we try to do it. We're not like rigid, but that's how we like to start out, just worshiping God together and confessing our sin because we don't want anything to hinder our prayers. Anyway, so that's, we're not, and listen, we're not like, I was reading in Matthew today and about prayer and how Jesus wants us to pray, and he doesn't want us to have all these, it said heaps, I wrote it down, um, um, he doesn't want us to heap up empty phrases like the Gentiles, you know, like things that don't mean anything, and we, we don't, you don't have to be a beautiful prayer to come and join our group, just, we just talk to God, and it's, some people really are beautiful prayers, but I am not, and, you know, and it, it's, I just, we go before the Lord in prayer, and it's a blessing, and um, she said, you know, how has it impacted my life? Well, in so many ways, I mean, I, it has been such an honor and a privilege to pray for y'all, and for our body, and for our pastors over these last few years. It's made me love my church more. I love my church, and um, I love our pastors, our staff. We get to pray. We pray for the staff and the pastors each week, and the um, missionaries every week and then their general prayers we usually pray for you know for salvation for family members and people we know who need who need Jesus um, but and we pray for the things that are handed in and we pray for one another um, and just things that we know because y'all this is just a drop in the bucket each week this list it's sometimes they're long but we know that that's just a drop in the bucket of the needs of our body so everybody has a need and even if you can't come to prayer group that was kind of at the end and just ask somebody at church how can I pray for you because not everybody's going to be able to come on Tuesday mornings but you can all join us in prayer and praying for those things for our pastors and for those around just for the people that you meet um, like Jen I mean that's kind of what she's been talking about today praying for one another um, but it has shown me God's faithfulness through the years um, and it's kind of taught me a pattern of taking everything to God in prayer, first thing. You know, like before doing anything else, reminding me that I'm not in control. I mean, we sometimes have the illusion that we're in control, but we really are not. We never have been. And I think when my children went off to college, I really realized that more, that I had, you know, it made me more a woman of prayer when that happened. But, um, but anyway, that's, it's driven me to that, and it's caused me to have deeper relationships with the ladies that I've that we pray with and um, deepen friendships and um, have I forgotten anything okay that's but great please Melissa. join Thank us you. if you can you might not be able to but we don't have child care as of right now so hello my name's Delaney Gross and um, I'm supposed to talk to you about coffee and conversations and um, back during the pandemic um, I was getting pretty lonely being at home, and I'm very extroverted, and I thought, well, how can I reach women at Crosspoint, especially the ones I don't know, 
And so I reached out to the church and I said, can we, um, can you send me the list of all the new members that were coming into the church? Because I wanted to meet them. And I, at that point, a lot of people weren't coming in person. And so I just started opening up my home to have coffee and talk. And um, it kind of grew and got bigger and so I started asking friends <laughs> to host and then I would bring the food or bring the conversation and so um, and so we just started growing like that in some months we might have six people which is very intimate and special and then some months we might have 50 people um, and it's a little bit more difficult at that point to house everyone but <laughs> now there's a system in place and if you are interested in hosting it's very low-key and the church will help you set up um, the date and the time and they will ask people to bring stuff so you're not responsible for all the food we typically don't have children or child care because the purpose is for conversations however we don't want you not to come because of that so just reach out and ask if it's appropriate to bring them or if there's a babysitter maybe um, but you know I, I think it's funny because Carolyn she hosted it one month she's like I don't know how I'm gonna fit all these people in my house and I was just like well you know the Lord just wants a willing and open heart and he people don't really care if you have laundry or if you don't have the right creamer you know dairy-free or whatever they just want you to have them into your home and for me I'm in a very busy stage of life and I can't really commit to a weekly community group, and I can't always make prayer, but I thought, well, this is manageable. It's twice a month. It's typically on a Saturday morning or a Thursday night. It's for two hours, and my husband is more than happy to keep our kids, but if your husband isn't, we can also help you, like I said, with child care. Um, and usually you're going to show up, you're not going to know everyone, but my goal was always just to walk away knowing two new faces and a little bit about those people so that I could pray for them and see them on a Sunday morning, and it's just one more face and name that I know, because if you're like me, I've been here forever, and there's a lot of new faces, and I don't know how I'm going to meet all of you, and... I really wish I could. I wish I could know everyone. But um, this is a way just little by little to start kind of going after that goal and fellowship. And then um, Devana, I guess, is in charge of sign up. So if you're interested, you can email Allison or Devana at the office and let them know that you want to host. And um, the questions, let me talk about that. Sometimes we have people share a testimony or like a devotion. Sometimes we have um, breakout sessions with just questions that you know about current events and how we can pray for the world or what you might be going through um, it's really simple it's not to me it's not super intimidating but if it is for you still come like I know it's awkward and weird sometimes to meet new people but I think that's just the Lord wants us to be known and to know others and um, even if you have a messy house, just open the door and let people in. So anyway, that's it. And thank you all for coming and being a part of it over the last couple of years. Thanks. Mm -hmm. uh, hi, my name is Trisha James, and I'm going to share with you all a little bit about our ladies' lunch that our church um, is offering this year again. Uh, several years back, it was pretty consistent. And we've got a little bit of a new vision and schedule for it this year to go in line with some of the things Jen has been talking about. 
um, as we kind of look at this year going forward and some of our goals and some of our themes to help equip ladies in our church and to hold us all accountable on those things. And so we are going to have something called ladies lunch once a quarter at church. And um, imagine your little table today in your level of conversation and even your style of food. That's what it's going to be like um, once a quarter. Our, our first one is going to be November 14th, and we're going to kind of look back at how we've done on Bible intake these last few months. And then we're going to look forward on how we're going to do on prayer the next few months. And so a fellow Crosspoint sister will share a short testimony about the Lord's work in her life in that area. And then as tables, we'll have a little discussion um, and just be a little bit more focused than just show up and talk to anybody about anything. You, you can do that for part of the time, but then we'll have a little bit focused table conversation. Um, we're going to start those at about 1130 in the morning. Child care will be provided for that, and we will try to wrap up by about 1230. I know a lot of moms of littles might have a preschool or a mom's day out pickup or something, um, and so we'll condense a lot into one hour. For I've always enjoyed them when we did them on a regular monthly basis. It's really a good time to get to know ladies. There are so many great people in this church, and we just don't get to know each other on Sunday mornings very well. Sunday morning does not allow us a lot of time to go deep, and ladies' lunch allows us that time. I always leave with a new friend, a new face, like Delaney said about coffee and conversations. And, you know, one thing I love about Crosspoint is – we have just presented to you so many different ways to get plugged in. And every one of us has a different schedule during the week. But there's bound to be one way of everything we've shared here today that you can show up without an obstacle in your schedule, in your child care, in your, you know, whatever. Like even, you know, Delaney saying like coffee and conversations. Like you do it at a different time and day of the week and um, those things are able to switch us up a little bit depending upon our work schedule, our family schedule, et cetera. And hopefully ladies' lunch will be at a time where a lot of you can come. And for those of you who, like, have friends at Crosspoint that aren't here today and you think, that's something I really want to do, invite fellow Crosspoint ladies to join us. Be on the lookout for sign-up. You will have to RSVP for that, and you will have to RSVP for your children for child care. We will serve the delicious chicken salad chick. And it's always a yummy lunch and a good time. Awesome. So I am just going to briefly discuss one other opportunity for us to gather as women, and that is on Sunday mornings. We are going to start Sunday morning classes. We're not calling it Sunday school. Don't call it Sunday school. But it is Sunday school. So we are going to be having Sunday morning classes, and we're going to do them based on our, our area of emphasis. As I mentioned, Bible intake is this first quarter emphasis. And so starting in September, we will have three Sunday morning classes. We are It was supposed to be more, but we got holidays and all kinds of stuff. So we're just going to get it all done. Um, and basically, we'll start the week after Labor Day. And we'll have those three Sunday mornings at 9 a.m. Again, this is another opportunity if your schedules are difficult during the week. You're already coming to church at 10, 
just come an hour early. Um, and we will have childcare for that. We do ask for registration for that as well, simply because of the childcare issue and uh, to make sure we have everybody taken care of. Um, but what we will do in this particular one, this is Bible Intake. I will be leading this one. Um, we'll have one each quarter, have a probably a three to four week, depending on what it's going to be like each quarter. Um, and this quarter we're going to be doing, it's called Creative Bible Intake, and we're actually going to be practicing stuff. We're going to be learning things. We're going to be learning verse mapping. We're going to be learning um, what inductive Bible study is. Most of y'all know what that is. We're going to be learning um, how to do word studies. We're going to be learning um, just some just you know, some skills that you can take back and really practice and, and hopefully will enrich your Bible intake time at home. And so it's going to be a fun time. It's going to be interactive. It's going to be fun. It's going to be very limited time because we got a, you know, we got a hard deadline. My husband's not going to be happy if we don't show up to church on time. So, um, so we'll be getting in and getting back out. Um, but I'm looking forward to it, and I hope that you guys will have the opportunity to join us. Yes, I am teaching this, uh, this one. These, these particular Sunday morning classes are for ladies only. So, yeah, if that question came up. So, let's go girls. Okay. <clears throat> Thank you. Thank you guys for uh, giving us a picture. I hope that what they have said is actually lining up with what you're seeing on your um, calendar and event details. And, um, of course, if you want to sign up for any of this, we do need you to um, download the Church Center app or go online and register for the things that you want to partake in. So we've got a couple questions for you guys. We are running out of time, and we don't want to skip on our table talk and prayer. So we're just going to ask. You guys did exactly what I asked, and you guys gave us tons of questions, and now we're not going to be able to answer them all. I'm sorry. But we will. We're, we've picked out just a couple that we're going to get to, and then the rest of these, I'm going to actually show the ladies and ask them to give me some responses. There will be a follow-up email that will come to you. It will have all the scripture that Jen has referenced in um, the two teachings that she's done thus far with an outline as well as some answers to your questions. Okay, all right. Okay. Uh, is it on? Okay. All right, this is a great question. Um, do you have ideas for anyone in the room who um, might wanna be capturing moments to grow in prayer, quiet time, and or Bible study with little kids at home? Okay, um, so I do not do this that well. However, I've got two fun facts. There's a book called Together. It's very small. We used to have it in our resource room, and I started reading it a little bit late in my game of motherhood because my kids are 10, 9, and 7. But this, this lady, she tells her story of how she just read the Bible with her kids. She sits down. She reads chapter a day or a verse a day and then she said you know in the very um interesting stories like Noah's Ark or Daniel and the lion's den the children start acting out the the parts of the bible so it became like a drama time as well so my suggestion is just have fun with it and don't overcomplicate it um and just do it little by little um again I don't do it perfectly but grace next thing I would say is um my husband and I we started doing just a verse a month. So one verse written down for all of us to memorize, put it in his car, put it in my car, 
and read it to the children over the course of that month and pray and hope that it's imprinted on their heart. You know, sometimes we forget, but I also bought those little scripture memory cards from the Daily Grace Company. Um, I guess that's what it's called, Daily Grace Co. And I'll pull them out when we're waiting in like the hour-long pickup line at Calvary <laughs> or wherever it may be. And so, you know, some of them talk about like um, what does it mean to be sanctified, you know, or we'll go through the catechism book of the little, um, the different catechisms. So that's just one suggestion. Yeah, thank you, Delaney. Um, how have you and your spouse implemented spiritual, implemented spiritual disciplines together? So for Reuben and I, the spiritual discipline of Bible intake, we always do the um, daily Bible reading plan, the McChaney. And so we're always like on the same scriptures. Um, we can discuss them at the end of the day. And it's, it's good because, you know, sometimes we can feel like, you know, two ships passing, but we know what the other one has been hopefully taking in that day and we can just he might be referencing it at night like hey do you, did you happen to read um joshua man that and just start talking about it and I'm like yeah yeah it was really so in doing that we're kind of hold each other accountable um and it, it helps definitely helps me because sometimes i'm like three four chapters behind hey did you like well, I'm, 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 I'm catching up. So it's, it, it's, it's good. Um, we hold each other accountable. And it's just a sweet time to discuss God's word together. And there's always application. There's always something that we're walking through that may be challenging. And, you know, we can refer to God's word and, and encourage us and exhort us. So, Thank you, Edith. Uh, we had a lot of questions about fasting, so that is, um, that's definitely a question on our minds. Uh, could you share a little about your experience with fasting? How long? For what purpose? How often? <laughs> this is one of the things I said I wanted to do better at at my table, so I'm not an expert. But, I mean, recently, I think our prayer group, we have a uh, somebody who's in our prayer group whose grandson has got and has has bad health issues so a couple of times we have done as a group you know it's it's not like in secret because we know we're doing it but um, we've tried to fast and pray for him on a couple of days because we knew there was a great need and um, we did not specify to each person how to do it it was kind of like you fast you know however you think you can do that and I think probably it was different for every person um, you know for how long if it was a whole day or part of the day or you know some people can't fast food but um, they could fast other things social media TV you know that kind of thing so um, I thought that was a really sweet I knew that my sisters in Christ were fasting along with me and we were doing it for the purpose of praying for this precious child and um, so when instead of eating or you know, or watching TV or being on my phone, I, I would use that time to pray for him. So, thanks, Melissa. Would any of you be willing to share a specific personal example of spiritual growth you have seen through a spiritual discipline? Hey, 
it, I've talked a lot. I'm going to let okay. y'all answer. It, it reminded me of just a little bit of Jen's, um, just kind of the whole, the whole theme of Bible intake this time uh, that Jen's been talking about and Bible study um, and a little bit of just the habits and like for me, just the habit of daily Bible reading first thing. Um, I think we can listen to it. We even talked about like at our table, like when I listen to the Bible in the car, I'm thinking about where I'm going and where I need to stop on my way home and what groceries I need to buy. It becomes like background noise, like, like my mind is not super disciplined to be super focused. But when I am sitting in my chair by myself at 6.30 in the morning, I'm a little more focused. Um, and so, like, that might not work for every single person here. But I think when it becomes a habit of that daily Bible reading, and then for me, the thing that makes it a habit is Bible study and a system of holding yourself accountable to do that Bible study. Um, so... Is that a ladies' Bible study you happen to be in that has a five-day-a-week plan maybe in front of you? Is that um, daily reading through something like the Bible recap, you know, yearly reading plan that holds you accountable? For me, I feel like there's been some spiritual growth in Bible study because of, like, systematically holding myself accountable that now it's a habit in my life and I just feel a real like not right if that didn't really happen that morning even though it doesn't happen every morning I absolutely feel like something's missing if it didn't happen um so the teeth brushing right right I really want that to happen and the Bible reading thankfully comes pretty quickly after teeth brushing and I have to go back to the habit of leaving the phone on the charger in my room and not carrying it with me to my chair and coffee um and I often want to do that. I see a text from a girl, and I'm like, oh, one of my girl. And then I'm like, oh, let me answer that. And then I see, it's like, well, I needed to check the weather. And then, and then it, and then I'm, man, I'm far gone quick on wasting time. And that is a discipline that I have to kind of force myself to do. Um, and I'm not great about it every single day, but um, getting to the book with pages in my lap is um, a good habit. And I thank God for his spirit holding me accountable and helping me to focus during that time. Um, I would say recently, um, God, you know, prayer coming to the prayer meeting may, may not fit into my schedule, but I started keeping a journal in my car and I would just write down prayers about people as they would come to mind. And that way it's in my car and I'm in there a lot. And so I can reflect on that. And then also it prompts me to text them and check on them. Um, not only to just pray for them, but to let them know that I'm thinking about them. So it's not always in a dark closet like I would like it to be in silence. That's a goal of mine. But, you know, right now where I'm at, like, I just have to put it in my phone, in my notes, or I have to put it in a journal, and I just have to remember that God hears the prayers of the saints, and they are like incense to him. And so even if I just whisper a prayer, and it isn't like, you know, long, it's still like he's always there, and he here's our prayers. So um, that's just something I'm trying to do at the moment. <laughs> you can also put a reminder on your phone to pray. And I'll put an alarm and a reminder because if the alarm goes off, I can't remember what I'm supposed to be doing. So I have you to do it. <laughs> yeah, you do your alarm and then you put a reminder for the exact same time. So you remember what you're supposed to do when the alarm goes off. That's what I do. <laughs> 
but uh, <laughs> sad that it's come to that, but it has. And and I think that reading your, I, like Tricia said, reading through the Bible is one thing, and that really helps me because even though maybe there's not a lot of spiritual growth from that, we know what's in God's Word, and when we hear something that's wrong, like if you read through the Bible over and over every year, if you hear something, you're like, I don't remember ever reading that in the Bible. I don't think that's in the Bible anywhere. And then you have to have the study, too, to grow spiritually. I think, you know, both of those things are really, really good. I, I think you, I don't know, I like both of them. Okay, like Kristen said, we have a lot more questions than we do time. So this is going to be our last one for right now. What are easier, simple ways to share the word with non-believers? I think your testimony. Like, you talk about what God has done in your life. Ask them questions about them. I think we've learned from a good friend, you know, Nan, she's, I don't know if y'all remember her. Anyway, she was really, really good about asking questions. You ask them questions about themselves. It's not a great, you know, you're wanting to find out about them. But then I think another really wonderful way is just sharing what God's done in your life. And nobody can, you're just talking about yourself and your experience with God. And it's, it's such a, a, in the testimony of God's faithfulness in your own life. I have discovered that we can give grace wherever we are. I was coming out of Publix about three weeks ago, and, and I was in a hurry, so the young man was helping me out with my groceries. He was very nice. I, I noticed his name. I was very kind. I tried to smile. But here's a question I always try to ask. Who is Jesus to you? And it makes people think, and it's, it, I have not found anybody that they were offended, and it is a conversation launcher. And then you say, well, I'm not sure, and then you can encourage them, well, I want you to ask him to reveal him, to make himself real to you. It's, it's a question you need to answer. Okay. Thank you so much to our panel. Thank you for giving us all this wonderful information about um, what Crosspoint has to offer in the coming months and sort of this uh, intentional view. Um, if you guys will come off the stage and take your chair with you if you can. If not, we'll grab it.